Creative Sandbox Way Podcast, Episode 164. Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, and I believe that life is too short to not express the innate creativity inside of you. So in 2016, I wrote a book called The Creative Sandbox Way, based around 10 guideposts that I developed to get myself out of creative stuck and back to the sense of playful creativity that I naturally had when I was a four-year-old. Here's the thing. The world has a way of shutting us down, of cutting us off from our natural playfulness and creativity. But when we give ourselves the gift of peeling off the layers of adult programming, of perfectionism and comparisonitis, and returning to that place of play and creative exploration and self-compassion, not only does life get better, but it allows us to step into our fullest possibilities for ourselves in every area of life. That is my hypothesis, which has been borne out in my own life and the lives of my students and clients and readers and listeners. Make space for your creative joy and life goes from gray to full color and you start to explode what is possible for yourself. So the Creative Sandbox Way, the book, was just the tip of the iceberg. I continue the conversation each week with this podcast. Let's jump in. So I have a confession. I have been going through a bit of a rough time lately. I've been feeling like I want to burn it all down. (laughs) As those of us who run our own businesses are want to say every so often, because running a business is hard. Trying to get everything to work when it's all, all of it, all of it is unknown, uncertain. It's a big old, old experiment. All of it is hard. It's all hard. And trying to build two businesses at the same time is, well, let's just say it's totally mad. (laughs) Really, nobody in their right mind would do it. And yet here I am. I've got my online community for women, the Creative Sandbox community, which is undergoing some massive behind the scenes transformations right now, thanks to a big update to the software that we're using, Mighty Networks. And which is great. It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) But it means a lot of work. I am madly working to get it ready to open the doors to new members hopefully by the end of the month, fingers crossed, it's just a ton of work. And I've also got my new consultancy, Creative Sandbox Solutions, which helps companies and organizations with the people side of business strategy through the strategic use of play. We do team development, leadership development, that kinds of thing, that kind of thing with workshops using play-based methodologies. 
using applied improvisation and Lego serious play and photo cards and other kinds of games and starting a new business from scratch is slow going and hard. And I love the work, but it's hard. And ever since I started the consultancy, I've been kind of feeling like I have multiple personality disorder with these two very different businesses and their two different audiences. The community helps individual women get creating and live bigger lives as a result. And the consultancy helps companies and organizations grow stronger teams and leaders and stress test their strategic plans and things like that. So I'm working with companies on the one hand, and I'm working with individual women on the other hand. And there's a through line. The through line is creativity and play. But it, it was it, it's been making me feel really boggled. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. And then back in February, I guess it was actually in January, I started uh, in a mastermind group with a business mentor. And the business mentor in that mastermind group suggested that I rethink everything. What if, she asked... What if I imagine that I were starting from scratch and I had one business that had a community with a corporate consulting component? What if, she asked, the community was a network of professionals that were using creativity and play to further their professional lives? Hmm. That actually made a lot of sense to me. And it was a huge paradigm shift. And for the past three months plus, this is the question that I've been trying on. So I've tried seeing the Creative Sandbox community through this lens, writing the sales page from this perspective to attract more professional women, you know, the kind of women who would be employed at the kinds of companies that might at some point be interested in the services of my consultancy. Makes a lot of business sense. And in fact, there are plenty of professional women who are the perfect fit for the Creative Sandbox community, just as it already is and was. Women who either identify as creative, but tamped that part of themselves down the way we all do, because life got in the way, their careers got busy, family took over, whatever. And they're feeling hungry, you know, they're feeling malnourished. They're dying to get back to that creative part of themselves. Those women are out there working in their professional careers. And then there are also professional women who don't self-identify as creative, who even self-identify as I did for many, many years as not creative, non-creatives, right? But who feel a longing to do something playful and creative or creative-ish, right? Even if they don't know what that is yet. 
those are my ideal people, my right people. But I got really stuck in a box trying to market leadership. Because ultimately, that's really what I'm helping people achieve. Because the truth is, when we allow ourselves to fully embrace our creative selves, when we allow ourselves to do the creative things that we long to do, that is leadership. And I'll talk a little bit about that, why that's so in a moment. But trying to market leadership was getting me all tangled up because leadership has such connotations of managers, right? (laughs) Management, I don't know, leaders in companies and expectations of what they're going to find inside my community, which is probably not what they're going to find inside my community. And that was making me feel like a total fraud. And those fraudy feelings were making me feel like just burning it all down. But really, the problem is probably in that word leadership. Ugh. Ugh. And the and the connotations that other people bring, the expectations that they bring, that they attach to that word. But here's the truth. I want to talk about that word, leadership. The more we open to our creative expression, the more we are our fullest, most authentic selves. And that is where our true leadership comes from. So let's talk about that. Here's here's another truth. Doing your creative thing, any creative thing, whether it feels like yours or not, takes courage. It takes courage to do it. And it takes courage to share it. Every single time you do your creative thing or any creative thing, if you don't feel like you have one, if you don't have one that feels like yours yet, every single time you do a creative thing, you have to lean into uncertainty, which takes courage. And every single time you share your creative thing or any creative thing, if you don't have one that feels like yours yet, you have to overcome fear, fear of rejection, of failure, of criticism, which also takes courage. And guess what? The courage muscles that you build up for one thing, can help you in other areas of life. Because courage muscles are courage muscles. So when you do your creative thing, or any creative thing, if you don't have one that feels like yours yet, you are building up courage muscles that can help you, for example, ask your boss for a raise. Or say no to a request for something you don't want to do. How hard is that? 
It's hard for me. Or maybe step out on stage to give a presentation, which everybody finds scary. Or maybe throw your hat in the ring to run for office. I'm recording this on election day, (laughs) voting day in California. So lots of other things that take courage. Anytime you build up your courage muscles for one thing, those are muscles that you can apply to use for other scary things. And call it what you will, but that's leadership. Plus, every time you make time to do your creative thing or any creative thing, if you don't have one that feels like yours yet, you are modeling for others that this kind of radical self-care which is exactly what making time to do your creative thing is, is important. You are modeling for others that making time to do creative things is important. And again, call it what you will, but that's leadership. Still, <clears throat> on the advice of my business mentor and stuck in my own head, <laughs> which is my biggest problem, I think, I overhauled the sales page for the Creative Sandbox community to try to make it appeal to professional corporate types. And I changed the intro of the podcast. If you've been listening to the podcast, you will have heard, or you can just go back and listen to the intro. I tried to make it appeal to professional corporate types, but nothing felt like it was working to me. I was doubting myself. I was doubting everything. I was feeling like a fraud, feeling like a failure. And honestly, for the past couple of weeks, I have been wishing that I could go back in time and live my entire life over again. (laughs) Really, I've been feeling like every choice I made in my life was a mistake. Ay, 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 ay. I mean, knowing that it's just a feeling, Melissa. It's just a feeling. You're just having feelings. They're just feelings. It's not reality. It's just a feeling. But that those were the feelings that I wished I could, like, ah, uh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have tried to be a dancer. I shouldn't have wasted all my time doing this. I shouldn't have wasted all my time doing that. Those were my feelings. And I had to kind of pull myself out of that death spiral by noticing that my life is good and coming back to a place of gratitude. And yeah, noticing where things are going well in my life and being grateful for the things that are going well. That's how I pulled myself out of those death spirals. (laughs) Anyway, then this past week, two things happened in very quick succession, literally three days in a row. First, I had a long conversation, actually two long conversations with Daphne Cohn for her podcast, The Creativity Habit which will be coming out sometime 
I believe sometime this month, or in the next several weeks, over the course of two days, we literally spoke for almost four hours. I kid you not. (laughs) I knew it was going to be a long interview, 90 minutes to two hours. But I did not know that she was going to basically pull out my entire life story from when, from when I was a little kid. <laughs> I had no idea. And we only got to age 27 in our first conversation. So we made a date for the next day. <laughs> and We talked for two more hours almost. So it ended up being close to four hours. And it was amazing. Daphne is an amazing dot connector. And incredibly gifted at drawing out people's stories. And the experience of having her reflect my entire life story back to me, pull out my life story. She's such a great interviewer. Pull out my life story and then reflect back to me. Helped remind me of what I already knew, which is I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. All those things that I was thinking, I should never have done that. That was such a mistake. I wish I could live my life over again. In fact, the gift of my life with all its missteps and false turns is that I am able to take the lessons of my life and transform them into gold for others. That's actually what I do. And I know that, but having Daphne reflect that back to me was so profound. Wow. And right on the heels of that, the very next day, I had another long conversation, though not quite as long as my four hours with Daphne, with my good friend, Lou Blazer, who's host of another fabulous podcast, Second Breaks. All all of these are linked to to in the show notes, by the way. And Lou was able to help remind me of something else that I already know, which is that my superpower or one of my superpowers is, of course, hello, getting people creating. That's what I do. That is what I do. And for my consultancy, I do not have to pretend. and, And for my community, I do not have to pretend to be an expert in management or business, or leadership, or any of these other things, I can leave that, leave those to the management and business and leadership experts. My expertise is getting people creating. And that leads to leadership (laughs) in the case of my community. That is the doorway to leadership. That's my argument. And in the case of my consultancy, I have lots of tools in my toolbox that I bring with me to my workshops. And just as professional improvisers go into corporations and leverage their expertise as improvisers, they do workshops in corporations 
using improvisation not to teach management, but to teach the tools of improv to help managers, I leverage my expertise in getting people creating, and I use my toolbox of tools, which include performance and improv and Lego serious play and singing and facilitation and drawing and visual thinking, et cetera, et cetera, in the workshops that I lead. So no more trying to pretend that I'm someone that I'm not. No more trying to make this podcast something different from its original mission. No more trying to make the Creative Sandbox community something different from its original mission. And oh my gosh, I have a lot of work to do on the sales page. Again, (laughs) well, that's how it goes when you run your own business. That's how it goes with any business. That's lots of changing and updating and changing and updating and updating. Whatever. Anyway, all of this has actually inspired me to try out something new, which is a tiny little thing. I don't know how long it will last, but I thought I would share it with you. I haven't been very active on Instagram stories. I don't know if you're familiar with Instagram stories. Maybe you're using them like crazy, but partly because I haven't been able to figure out technically how to get them to work, how to post multiple images and videos and put the graphics on top and all of that stuff. And I just haven't put the time into figuring it out. But just this past week, I started, I decided to start doing some live doodling on Instagram, because why not? I used to do Facebook lives every so often, but I'm honestly not on Facebook very much anymore. And I'm never on Twitter. I don't use Twitter anymore. But I post on Instagram pretty much daily. So I figured, why not try out live doodling on Instagram stories? I don't think it's very effective business wise. (laughs) I don't think it's going to like do much for my business. But and I honestly didn't think anyone would be interested. But to my surprise, I got some really lovely responses from people from my first couple of Instagram stories with the live doodling. And one person said it was like watching Bob Ross. If you're familiar with Bob Ross, I I thought this was hilarious because Bob Ross teaches people to, or when he was still living, he taught people to draw landscapes and I draw abstract doodles as a, it's truly, it's a spiritual practice. And a number of people have sent private messages or posted their own doodles and tagged me to say how the videos have inspired them. And that makes me so happy. And that's why I share. Because I figured out a long time ago, that for me, making art and sharing art, making and sharing art used to be very much about ego. I used to want to be known as a great artist. (laughs) Oh, how desperately I wanted to be known as a great artist. But now, making art is about the process. It's about feeding my soul and about getting other people to create. So I would much rather make something crappy that gets someone else to pick up a a pen or a camera or a whatever gets them to do something, then be known as a great artist. I would much rather be known as a great instigator. So anyway, that's what's been going on with me lately. I've been playing with Instagram stories as a way to instigate. So stay tuned for 
an overhaul of the Creative Sandbox community sales page right now. It looks quite different from how it will look soon. And also an overhaul of the Creative Sandbox Solutions website too, which is also in desperate need of work. <sighs> Always so much to do when you're, you're the only one doing the work. I look forward to the day when I have the revenue to hire other people to help me. That's another story. Anyway, that's what's going on. Check out my Instagram stories. Let me know what you think. And I hope the inside view of what's going on at Creative Sandbox headquarters is helpful for you. Let me know. I'm curious if this is useful to you. I'm all about transparency. I am an open book. And when you listen to the Creativity Habit podcast interview, you will see I am an open book. Anyway, all of this brings me to something cool, which is also related to what I share in my Instagram stories my live doodles. Today, something cool is an article by a guy named Danny Gregory, who is involved, I think, with Sketchbook School, which is um, just exactly what it sounds like. The article is called Hate Your Drawings, Read On. One of and there's a link in the show notes that it's a very short article, responding to somebody who wrote in saying, I hate my drawings. <laughs> so it's just a response to that. One of my perpetual comments in my doodle live streams is that it doesn't matter if you like it or hate it. And the reality is, I often hate what I draw. At least during some portion of my drawing time, I hate it. <laughs> my gremlins tell me this really sucks. Who do you think you are? You have no right to be holding a pen in your hand. And I have learned to live with that. And I have learned to send my pet, my gremlins off to get pedicures over and over and over again. When I simply keep going, usually I like a drawing by the time I'm done with it. Now imagine if I had stopped when I hated it. How sad. I would have a warehouse full of unfinished objects, UFOs. Now I don't always like it when I finish it. And in those cases, I remind myself of all the times I visited any museum of modern art, the San Francisco MoMA, the New York City MoMA, any MoMA. <laughs> it is a given that I will find at least half the artworks at any MoMA, but ugly. <laughs> and yet, some highly paid curator paid five or six figures for each and every one of them. And when I look at my ugly art through that lens, it doesn't look so bad. I figure, hey, this could be hanging on a MoMA next to that other ugly art that some highly paid curator paid five or six figures for, right? So there. And Danny Gregory has another great perspective to add to your arsenal when you're feeling downhearted about your own work and you're hating it, whether it's writing or visual art or whatever it is, music, photography, it doesn't matter. So check it out. And there's a link in the show notes. That's what I got today. That's it. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're getting value out of the podcast, share it with a friend. 
And I would be super appreciative if you would take a moment to hop on over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. Oh, I guess they're calling it the Apple Podcast Player now. But either way, if you need help leaving a rating and review, I got you covered. Just head on over to creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes dash review. That's creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes hyphen review. I've got step-by-step instructions right there for exactly what you need to do, whether you're on mobile or on your desktop, desktop, in order to leave a rating and review. Those ratings and reviews are super important, not just for my ego. I mean, hey, I love those ratings and reviews are great, but really why they're important is because that's how other people find the show. When they're doing a search, looking for a podcast to listen to, the more reviews Creative Sandbox Way podcast has, the more likely it is going to be to pop up when somebody else is doing a search. So you're helping other people find the show and that's making a huge difference for them. So hop on over there, leave your rating and review. And if you email me and let me know that you left a review, let me know how the podcast has made a difference in your own life. That's how you can apply to be considered for the listener spotlight. If I pick you, we'll have a really fun, really relaxed conversation and you'll get to be featured on the podcast. Super cool. That's it for today. As always, until next time, thanks again for joining me and go get creating. Subscribe at creative sandboxway.com slash podcast.